Welcome to the Hearers and Doers podcast. I'm Becky Kaiser, and I'll be the host for this show. Do you need a space where you can show up just as you are? This is your place. Dry shampoo, crying kids, messy house, and barking dogs are all welcome here. Do you need a cheerleader who sees all your amazing potential and unique ways God's called and created you? Done, I'm signing up as captain. I'm a certified life coach and Bible teacher with decades of experience who isn't afraid to tell you the truth you need to hear. Some weeks I'll be sharing practical and encouraging and sometimes correcting shows, and other weeks I'll be introducing you to new and old friends. You ready? Let's go, my friend. Well, before we begin this episode, I wanted to share something really exciting with you. I have always wanted to send my kids to Pine Cove overnight camp. And we did camp in the city one summer and absolutely loved it. And it has been a dream to send my girls. But here's the thing, like every overnight camp, camp can be very, very pricey. Well, I have teamed up with Pine Cove and I am giving everyone who is signing up a first time camper $250 off your camp registration fee. All you have to do is go to pinecove.com, use promo code Becky, B-E-C-K-Y, 250. Again, the promo code to get $250 off is Becky250. If you don't know what Pine Cove is, it is one of the best overnight. They also have day camps and family camps, but one of the best summer camps for kids. They have everything. They do Bible study and worship and all that, but they also have amazing water activities and ropes courses, horseback riding, trails, like anything you could possibly imagine this camp has it. It is my one, my biggest regret from college is not going and being a counselor at Pine Cove because I saw how much fun it was for all my friends who did it. So I always said when I was in college, one day I'm going to send my kids there. And thanks to Pine Cove and their generosity, we all get to go to Pine Cove this summer. So go to pinecove.com, check it out. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram. Again, that promo code for 250 off is Becky, B-E-C-K-Y, 250. All right, let's get started with today's episode. John chapter 17. Jesus said these things, then raising his eyes in prayer, he said, Father, it's time. Display the bright splendor of your son so that the son in turn may show you your bright splendor. You put him in charge of everything human so he might give real and eternal life to all in his care. And this is the real and eternal life, that they may know you, the one and only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom you sent, I glorified you on earth by completing down to the last detail what you assigned me to do. And now, Father, glorify me with your very own splendor, the very splendor I had in your presence before there was a world. I spelled out your character in detail. To the men and women you gave me, they were yours in the first place. Then you gave them to me. They have now done what you said. They know now beyond the shadow of a doubt that everything you gave me is firsthand from you. For the message you gave me, I gave them. And they took it and were convinced that I came from you. They believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not begging for the God-rejecting world, but for those you gave me. For they are yours by right. Everything mine is yours and yours mine. And my life is on display in them. For I'm no longer going to be visible in the world. 
They'll continue in the world while I return to you. Holy Father, guard them as they pursue this life that you conferred as a gift through me so that so they can be one heart and mind as we are one heart and mind. As long as I am with them, I guarded them in the pursuit of the life you gave through me. I even posted a lookout and not one of them got away except for that rebel bent on destruction, the exception that proved the rule of scripture. Now I'm returning to you. I'm saying these things in the world's hearing so my people can experience my joy completed in them. I gave them your word. The godless world hated them because of it, because they didn't join the world's ways, just as I didn't join the world's ways. I'm not asking that you take them out of the world, but that you guard them from the evil one. They are no more defined by the world than I am defined by the world. Make them holy, consecrated with the truth. Your word is consecrating truth. In the same way that you gave me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in the world. I'm consecrating myself for their sake so that they'll be truth consecrated in their mission. I'm praying not only for them, but also for those who will believe in me because of them and their witness about me. The goal is for all of them to become one heart and mind. Just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, so they might be one heart and mind with us. Then the world might believe that you, in fact, sent me. The same glory you gave me, I gave them. So they'll be as unified and together as we are, I in them and you in me. Then they'll be mature in this oneness and give the godless world evidence that you sent me and loved them in the same way you loved me. Father, I want those you gave me to be with me right where I am, so they can give my glory the splendor you gave me, having loved me long before there ever was a world. Righteous Father, the world was never known, has never known you, but I have known you, and these disciples know that you sent me on this mission. I've made your very being known to them. Who are you and what you do? And continue to make it known so that your love for me might be in them exactly as I am in them. This passage has a very popular um, thought in it. Trying to go back to where it was. Um, Okay, it's up here where it says, I am not asking that you take them out of the world, but that you guard them from the evil one. This is um, one that we won't study the full context of today, but I heard a lot in church um, or Christian settings. I should say, anytime you say church, it's to me synonymous with Christian settings, not a specific church, Um, is that whole, you've probably heard it before, be in the world, not of the world, hate the sin, love the sinner, that whole mindset, which I'm not saying I fully disagree with. Um, but a lot of people take that belief from this passage right here. Um, to me, though, this passage actually proves why we shouldn't, it says, be in the world, but not of the world. And our interpretation of that is, well, if we have to be here, we might as well protect ourselves. And we get into Christian bubble after Christian bubble after Christian bubble after Christian bubble. Um, 
So here's the doer's challenge for each of us would be, what does that mean to not take ourselves out of the world, but to experience being guarded, um, guarded from the evil one? Because this whole passage here is talking about having a mission in the world. And if you're not in the world, like actually in the world, not just living on planet Earth, but if you're not in the world around you, how in the world, I shouldn't have used the word world, how could you possibly be on mission? How could you possibly love those who don't love God if you're not ever even around them? And I'm not saying this to shame you. There's definitely been seasons in my life where I needed to, to be in a bubble. Right after I became a Christian, you know, it's something I actually have regrets about, and I'm not sure how I should have or would have handled it differently. Um, but I, I was exposed to a lot, and I needed to get myself in a bubble so that I could kind of reset, if that makes sense. But now I've been walking with Jesus for 20 plus years. I don't need to be in a bubble anymore. I am more than capable and competent to live my life in the world so that I can show others Jesus, so I can show others what following Jesus might look like. Not that I do it perfectly by any means, but I'm there, I'm present. Now, the the tricky one here is for those of you who are parents, because I think this is the, the dynamic that a lot of us are stuck in. And let me just say, my belief when it comes to all things parenting is we're all figuring it out as we go, and we're doing the very best we can. So grace upon grace upon grace. I don't know the right way. You don't know the right way. We're kind of on the same boat with that one, right? <laughs> um but there is that that stri- strong um, dichotomy of wanting our kids to know how to handle the world and also knowing our kids are exposed to so much and protecting them as much as we can. In the same way, when I first became a Christian, I needed that bubble. I needed that bubble, but I also didn't need to stay in the bubble. And a lot of Christians stay in the bubble because it feels safer. They feel like, Everything looks like them, feels like them. There's no trials. There's still trials. There's not the same amount of temptations um, or just darkness. So it feels good in the bubble. But Jesus was pretty clear here. I'm not asking that you take them out of the world, but that you guard them from the evil one. You would never need to be guarded if you weren't around things that were evil. And I'm not saying to intentionally pursue those, know your boundaries, right? So like when I first became a Christian, I knew I could not go to parties. I knew I could not date certain guys because I knew what my temptations were, right? So to be in the world, once I started getting out of my bubble, to be back in the world didn't mean that I go to parties so that I can be a light for Jesus there. That wasn't that wasn't the world I was called to. <laughs> But it also didn't mean that I couldn't sit at the lunch table with my old friends again, you know, um, or whatever it might be. And so we transfer that to our current life. Maybe your kids do need to go to a private Christian school, but you could do athletics in a non-Christian environment or vice versa. Maybe your kids go to public school 
but their primary involvement might need to be in church activities. Do you see, like, I think we can find a balance here where we're not fully bubbling our kids and ourselves, but instead are putting ourselves in situations where we do need to be guarded from the evil one. I hope that this just gives you something to chew on. Again, there's not a right or a wrong way to this. This is a concept that I feel like we have been taught one way with and a catchphrase that's not actually that biblical. James 1.22 in the ESV says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Or the message translation says it even more bluntly. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. This podcast is called Hears and Doers because that's the kind of people we are committing to becoming. Women are men who choose to not just hear what is true, but actually live it out in our day-to-day lives. I'd love to hear your big takeaways from today's episode. Would you share them? Post them on social media and be sure to tag me at Becky Kaiser. And if you love today's episode, don't forget to give it an awesome review because that helps others find the show too. And you can always text the link to friends so they don't miss it either. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day, my friend. Love you so.